0: Hello, welcome to the accountable love podcast where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz and today we're going to talk about, I don't want to argue. If you've been in any relationship, any long-term relationship, any relationship that has meaning to you, you will argue, you will have conflict, you will disagree, how you deal with that conflict and how you deal with those disagreements will determine the health and accountability of your relationship. Now. When you say, I don't want to argue, it implies I don't want resolution. So what do you expect the person to do? When you retreat, they will ultimately retreat. That doesn't help the relationship. Arguing is a tool to advance the relationship. It's for progress. It's where ideas and different opinions are heard emerged into a collective opinion or a collective practice. Think about it. Now, we hear the term, I don't want to argue, all the time. And we were all raised, I know if you live in this environment, you were raised in America in some form or fashion, you were taught that conflict isn't healthy. Arguing is wrong. But I'm here to change the narrative because I'm going to tell you, arguing is healthy. And arguing is a valuable piece in your relationship. Now, you always hear people say, I don't want to argue. That says to me that I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to deal with conflict. I don't want to really talk about the difference of opinions, the difference of how we're going to navigate this relationship, how we're going to deal with thoughts that are not our own. I want to argue. That should be the approach you take when you'll disagree because obviously when you agree, there will be no arguing. When you come to agreements and when you have a narrow focus and when you're on the same page, there's no argument to be had. So where we go wrong in our relationships is we get quiet. We retreat. We escape instead of saying we want to engage. Arguing is all about engagement. Now. We need to be specific about what we're arguing and why we are arguing. Arguing without a destination, arguing with no purpose, arguing for validation. That's what you don't want to do. So you got to be specific. And when dealing relationships and when helping people with their relationships, you got to have a distinction between what's healthy arguing and what's unhealthy arguing. You got to have a distinction between when arguing has a purpose and when it serves no purpose, but just to say, I don't want to argue just to remove yourself from the situation to say, I don't want to argue. I want you to really stop and think is this person, a person that wants to be in this relationship? Is this a person that's invested in this relationship? Is this person even invested in resolution or do they just want their way? Because we tend to believe the person that walks away from the argument, the person that disconnects from the argument, the person that doesn't want to address the issue is the peaceful person, is the person that wants peace, is the person that wants the relationship to be better and wants it to be healthy. That's wrong. They're not the person that's engaged in the relationship. They engaged in self. They engaged in the promotion of self, self, quote unquote self-peace but how could you have peace within self when the people around you aren't in p- at peace with you? You aren't at peace with them. Nobody that loves a person is at peace when their relationship is not at peace. So where do we find that peace? We find that peace through having a discussion, through arguing, through exchanging our different point of views and different perspectives, but really staying focused on the purpose. So. The first thing we always want to do is stay focused on a purpose. I have an idea, a clear understanding of what is the purpose of us having this discussion? What is the purpose of us getting into this argument, this back and forth? Why are we sharing ideas? Why are we exchanging ideas? It should never be for self-validation. What is self-validation? It's with the sole purpose just to be, quote unquote, what they say, just to be right. But it clearly is to be validated. Saying that another person being wrong makes you feel more right. That's not why you should have arguments. That's not why you should even be arguing with your allies. Listen, these are your allies. So you have to have purpose. Your purpose should not be validation, your your purpose should be resolution. What would be an example of arguing for resolution? what is the issue? We want to go out together. We want to be on the same page. We're raising our children together. We want to have common parenting styles. So how do we go about doing this? We establish the parenting style we want to first have. So one person points out their perspective on what parenting style they would like. Another person points out why they believe that the parenting style they have is more consistent with the type of hurt per- or the type of adult you want your child to be. And you go back and forth, you go with the pros, the cons, you keep on staying engaged until you can come up with a parenting style that's suitable for both parties. And I'm never telling anybody to compromise. So don't sit here and act like, "Oh, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to sacrifice or compromise." You should not be compromising in your relationships. You should be getting what you want out of your relationships. But a part of what you want is to actually take the other person's point of view and your point of view and merge them to have a collective point of view. That's to be something you want because you're tired of being by yourself, so you're engaging with others. You're building a relationship with others. This is your friend. This is your spouse. This is your child. This is the person you're co-parenting with. You need to be on the same page. But if you don't want to be on the same page, you don't want to argue. You're going to say things like, I don't want to argue. But think about this: You want to be on the same page, and in doing so, you have to share ideas, merge ideas, listen to each person's idea, look at the pros and the cons to each person's idea. Obviously, you want to build your strengths. You want to lean into your strengths, which is your pros. So you want to look at the cons. You want to look at the pros. You want to evaluate, and you want to come to a resolution that you both could agree to. This is what arguments form; they form agreements. So when you leave the table, everybody agrees, not sacrifice, not giving up something. No, they're leaning into something. They're agreeing on something. And they walk away. And then we talk about accountability and establishing those agreements. You have to argue to get to that point because nobody's going to show up to the table every single time with the same thought process. That's unrealistic. That's not happening through a lifetime. But you can't always come to a resolution. The lazy thing to do is say, I don't want to argue. The lazy thing to do is to avoid the argument. Now, there are arguments that go in circles. Sports, you know, like there's no clear understanding of having a discussion with sports. But even in sports, you could come to a resolution. What you got to do, you got to establish your terms. What makes the greatest player? We can list five things that make the greatest player. Then we have to now take a step back and the player that we're saying is the greatest has to be on the checklist of all those. They have to check off more of those boxes than other players that the other person is establishing. So you need to be arguing with people that you believe are fair people, people that you believe will be honest when they are wrong. People that you believe that's going to lean in and not just give it to you when they feel they're still right. There's an understanding on that. You can come to a resolution and a consensus in most cases. We're not here to highlight the limited cases you can't come to a resolution. This is a relationship. Most times you will come to a resolution. Most times you will understand the purpose is the purpose and you stick to the purpose. Yes, do you get loud and passionate sometimes, of course. But you know that you are get louder and more passionate typically with people that evoke emotions, people that you actually have an attachment to. But at the same time, don't use that. Just know that that's what it is. And you look at if being passionate at this particular time is going to allow you to advance, it's cool to have the passion for the person. It's cool to have the passion for what you are discussing. And it's cool to argue. It's cool to disagree and be in conflict. It's not cool to remain in conflict. So a person that says, I don't want to argue, you're comfortable with remaining in conflict, even if you're not in the conflict, even though you're not participating anymore in the conflict, you're a big part of keeping the conflict, the conflict, because you're not staying in the argument and coming up with a resolution. I want to understand healthy relationships deal with, Having the capacity to argue. In my village, we are all leadership. Now, as we talk in our four people you want in your village, the foundation of your village, a leader is a role within a village, but all those components are leadership. That's why they're the foundation of the village. And the leader just makes sure that those foundations are where they need to be, have the things they need, and they're provided with the opportunity to succeed in their roles. Right? So when I talk about leader and I talk about leadership, it's two different things. But in my village, we have, we all leadership. So we have strong opinions. We embrace arguing. Anybody that's around us is always like, why are y'all always arguing? Why there's always some argument to be had? Because there's multiple voices that always has something to say and they're confident. And what they believe, they're confident that they're right. They're confident that they're accurate, and they're forcing the other person, or they're making sure the other person shows them where they went wrong before they now agree with what the other person's saying, or come to a resolution within each person's point. You tear this down. You tear this down. You 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 mold it and shape it into the actual uh, actual actual um, progressive thought or progressive. Action that's going to allow the group to flourish. But in my group, we always have discussions. We always are going back and forth. We have different points of views, we have different perspectives, but we're not comfortable staying in our own perspective. We have to find a way to come to a resolution. We have to find a way to still move as one unit. We still have to find a way to have similar beliefs. That's what relationships are about. It's saying, I want to participate in life with these people and work daily to have similar beliefs. And as many things we can have similar beliefs in, we want to teach each other. We want to explore one another. We want to encourage each other. We want to make sure that we're a part of each other's lives on a consistent basis. And in doing so, we have to make the time to argue, we have to make the time to explore each other's ideas. We have to make the time to go back and forth and figure out whose idea is going to allow the group to move a little better because everybody can be right. The truth is so many things, but when it comes to best practice, that's what you're working towards. That's what you're arguing for. That's the purpose of having an argument, best practice. What's going to allow the whole to flourish. Because as an individual, it's a lot different. It's a lot easier. But even then, you're not just breaking the law for the sake of breaking the law. Right? So you know that there's still something that you have to hold at a standard. So just think about this. When in our relationships, we do not want to say, I don't want to argue. We want to always say, I'm willing to argue. But let's first establish why we're arguing. Let's stick to the topic. Let's bring up points that deal with the topic. Which brings us to the next point, right? You have to learn how to argue. Not just have a purpose, but learn how to argue. How do you argue? Have back points that back up your argument. You can't use emotional means to get to the other side of the argument. You can't huff and puff and yell and huh, huh. That's not going to accomplish anything. All that's going to make a person do is quit, think you're irrational, start believing that you cannot be, it's impossible for them to be heard. You're always the first person tapping out or you're uncomfortable with the argument. Think about this. If you're really about progress and you're really about coming together and you're really about being interconnected and you're really about being in a relationship, You're going to argue, but you're going to know how to argue. The whole point of having any argument with people you love is to expand your love, not to expand yourself. It's to build your connection and strengthen your connection, not to strengthen just yourself. I know we have this climate of help, 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 self, help, self this, self everything, self love. We're creating self with everything that is collective. Love is a group journey, it's no self. You care about yourself, you gain self-awareness. But when you're ready to connect, that's when you're starting to love. That's when you're ready to love. Like they say, a lot of people say, I'm not ready to love. I never realized what love was until I had a child. I never realized what love was until I met the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I never knew what love is until I got connected to this person that enhanced my life. They could have had self-awareness. They could have cared about themselves. But at that moment, they realize and experience what love is because they have purpose in somebody else's life. That's what love is. Love is a group journey. And arguing is a part of that journey. Learning how to argue and making time to learn how to argue is also a part of that journey. You have to know how to stick to your point, how to make sure that you keep the the purpose, the purpose. Learning how to argue. If a person is better at sticking to their points, a person is better at acknowledging their points, they should probably be leading the argument and you can interject here and there, but they listen, not listen to them. If they can lead the argument, you have faith that they are a fair human being. You have faith that they understand what they're saying and they're taking in what you're saying. You know that you have poor listening skills. You know that when you get riled up, you really can't hear what the other person's saying. You probably don't want to be the one talking the most. Learn how to argue. Sit back and listen to this person. This person is better at it than you. And they're in your best interest as well as theirs. They're not just in their best interest. Because when you learn how to argue, you stick to your point, you have valid points. You don't use emotional means to get your way. Your feelings being hurt, somebody talking to you a certain way, somebody making you feel, make you make me feel. No. Come up with reasonable reason and evidence to back up and support your arguments. Anybody that can't now listen to your reason and evidence and it's consistent or it's valid across the board, they are irrational. And you might want to rethink your relationship. But if you don't have reason and evidence and you're huffing and puffing and you're just trying to get it through emotional means, which is manipulation, arguments, there's no place for manipulation. That's why a lot of people don't want to argue. But a lot of people also don't want to be argued because they don't. They want to be heard and they don't want to listen. They want to change people, but they don't want to change. They don't want to make the adjustment. I'm not talking about changing the essence of who you are. I don't believe anybody's changed the core of who they are if the core of who they are is something valuable. We never have to change the core, really, of who we are. We change how we use that core. There's some people that are masterminds. They can be criminals, or they can be activists. They can be leaders, presidents. They can choose to be positives, or they can choose to be negatives, but the core who they are is charismatic. The call who they are is logical, reasonable, intelligent. That's at their core, but how you choose to use it is different. There's no difference in arguing. There's some people that may be better at it than others. You have to establish that. And in establishing that, you have to learn from the one who's better at arguing. And what would they have? What qualities would they have to have? The ability to stick to their point. the ability to address their point. Their ability to have reason and evidence to back up their point. The foresight to see how it benefits the whole over what another person is saying. These are the tools that you have to understand. Because when dealing with other people, arguing is a must. Conflict will happen every day. You understand that. But when you get, when everybody gets on the same page when it comes to arguing and people stop looking at it as a negative, as soon as they hear a back and forth, or so they, as soon as they hear somebody in conflict, they start to now get loud or they start to retreat. Arguing should be looked at as a, a tool for solutions. And if you understand that it's a tool for solutions, you understand that arguing is a positive. So now when you see it as a positive, you're more likely to engage. So learning why arguments is a positive is that allows us to have freedom of speech, that allows us to have reason and evidence. When we talk about in the family, I'm notorious for always arguing with everybody. I think that's a level of care. Other people's, you always argue with everybody. I'm like, of course I'm consistently arguing with everybody because I truly care about what people have to say. I could shut them down and walk away like everybody else does. I could patronize them and still do what I'm doing. No, I'm trying to coexist. I'm trying to be on the same page. So I'm going to argue with most people. But then when we ask everybody, who can you speak freely around? You go in whose house, who can you speak freely around? I guess they can raise their hand quick on my level. Yeah, you can't small talk too much. I like to go deep. There are things that when it comes to now having hard discussions, saying whatever you're going to say, being honest, somebody's ugly, somebody's breath stinks, somebody, there's nobody that's going to reprimand you for being honest about that. In my environment or in our environment, our village, we all embrace that. Why? Because that's what true open lines of communication is. It's not apologizing for people. It's not saying that's wrong to say. Is it accurate? Is it consistent? Does it have reason and evidence to back it up? These are the things we're measuring it on because we embrace arguing. So we not only see arguing as a positive tool, but we also see it as advancement. But we can identify when we're not arguing in the right place. And me, a little more than everybody else around me, because this is what I do. They're not doing this all day. They're not talking about relationships. They're not studying relationships. They don't have a fascination with relationships like I do. So they're learning typically on the fly. So it's really hard for them to be around me, and yet they're still there. Because do learn on the fly. Nobody wants to be with a fortune teller. Nobody wants, like, you always hear people say, don't lawyer me when they're talking to their lawyer friend. When they're talking to their, psycholo- their friend that is in psychology or therapist or a therapist, they're like, don't psychoanalyze me. What do you think they're gonna do? That's their gift. That's probably why you enjoy them in your life. When you're saying something hurts and somebody walks in and they're a doctor and your friend's a doctor, they don't doctor me. Of course, they're going to doctor you. They want you at your best and they're going to use their tool and what they deem the greatest tool to get you at their best. At that moment, do you want to argue with them? Like, this is what I'm saying. They're the authority. So that's an example of validation. I want to be heard. I believe I have a right. I believe. It's all individualistic It's all a campaign Do not miss, be misguided and think Love, relationships, connection Is the same as marketing, politics No, it's not One is saying individual Because they can you control the masses More than you control a group You control a group of individuals Faster than you control a collective group But that's politics We're talking about a relationship us working together, us going to the same store. We said we're going to go to the store together. We're going to the same store. We said we're going to go to this person's house. We end up at the same house. There's a lot of the sames in there. So why wouldn't we most times be on the same page? So if somebody is better at something, don't argue with them too frequently. Listen to them. Ask questions. That's arguing for validation. That's the arguing most people shouldn't want. But the reality is the person that wants the validation is the one that leaves the argument the most because then they see they trapped. They don't really have no reason behind it, but self-promotion. So going back to what I was saying in my group, typically I'm the one that studies this. So they're learning on the fly. So yes, they go in and out of being validated. They go in and out of, you know, in that area wanting my approval. Just like in other areas, I want their approval and their strengths, right? It's okay to want people's approval. It's okay when you love a person and when you admire a person to want them to see you as more. But it's not okay to use that time when y'all are not in a great place or y'all are not on the same page. The only focus at that moment is not yourself, it's to get on the same page for the whole. And that will help self. So. But first, you have to first look at arguing as a positive. Then you got to look at it, the purpose of the argument. Then you got to look at using the tools that you learned in arguing. Stick to the same, the same basic steps. Learn how to argue. So think about this. When we're in our relationships, we have to argue with purpose. When we're in our relationships, we got to change our mentality about conflict. You don't want conflict. You're not just going to embrace conflict. But when it occurs, you embrace the idea of getting rid of the conflict, which takes you arguing, which takes you sharing and trading ideas and going back and forth in different positions until you find a way to form the same position or be on the same page. So no way am I saying create conflict. No. That's unhealthy. But in the fact that we all walk away from each other and we're going to have different views and different opinions, we grew up in different houses. We, there's so many differences. We have to use our differences, acknowledge our differences. Most people say embrace differences. No, you use the differences, meaning you acknowledge the differences. But the way we get on the same page is seeing why we're similar through the differences. And in doing that, we have to share our different thoughts. And in doing that, we're not going to all be able to take in those thoughts because we were taught something different. So therefore, we have to now find a way to coexist in the similarities by having arguments to create those similarities, to create those agreements. So remember, arguing is a tool for progress but you don't create conflict. But when you see conflict, you embrace conflict head on when you see it in your relationship. So you can get resolution, but you use the tool of arguing to do so. So remember, see, arguing is a positive. I don't want to argue shouldn't be what comes out of your mouth when it's time to engage with the people you love. This has been another accountable love podcast. My name's Aziz and remember, listen, learn and apply. Enjoy.